What on earth is that? It's a journey in the comics network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Brought to you by the power of the Journey Into Comics Network. This is the Journey Into Comics Podcast. The show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey Into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the Jimmy Chunks. Hey! Excellent! Finally. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, true believers? I forgot we were officially stuck. <laughs> What's up, true believers, and welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. This is episode three forty one. And say, Brando. And despite uh, this showrunner's uh, best efforts and reminder of, hey, are you guys ready to go? And then us sitting here for the entire intro to let it play out and record on the intro. I usually tell Nate, hey, go, talk, do the intro. And literally, as the intro was wrapping up, they're just over there just just chilling and having a nice little conversation, just like we're not doing a podcast. But here we are today doing a podcast. Of course, you know it's going to go up just a little bit late, but it's kind of cool because we all get to be together and podcast for Nate's birthday. Happy birthday, Nate. Oh, thank you, Brando. That's awesome. Um, I'm 34. Me too. <laughs> Charles Barkley, ward number 34. It's just plain terrible. <laughs> Walter Payton, ward 34. Sweetness. Shaq, ward 34. Eventually. Behemoth. What? I said eventually. Eventually, yeah, he did start at 32. Anyways, today we're not alone because I got a dick with me. Hey. What's up, bro? Happy birthday, man. Dude, thanks. You're in my I house. Haven't, I haven't said that yet. Thank but you. But I wanted to say it. I wanted to wait to say it. I'm glad you said it officially on the podcast. Because now the world knows. The world does. The world. You know, I, I tell you guys, it's really strange. From where I was at 33, starting like 32 to 33, and then now 33 to 34. Whew. Whirlwind of a change in my existence. But uh, I am glad to be here finally doing JIC 341. We are on the road to 350. Don't really know what we have a special planned. It's really hard to plan things right now with as busy as we've all been. Literally, scheduling has been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're here late. That's why we're here doing it and giving you guys our best efforts. That being said, Dick, how's it going with you, my man? It's going. It's cool. going. Uh, just been doing the rank them all thing, you know? Oh, that yeah. We've, that we've series. done together. Yeah. Uh, doing that with Nick and the boys, the dudes. The dudes. And the dudio. Yeah, so the dudes are doing between the buried and me. Those are getting yeah. ranked as we speak, uh, and there may be a little bit of a change about their release. Uh, 
because we like to have all the episodes done before before we ha- actually yeah. hit the release. So there may be you know, we've already announced on on the Rankin Mall page when they were going to come out. That could possibly that's going to change. Uh, but we're nearing the end of that series, mm-hmm. and we are starting on at least on my end uh, to get those episodes out and get them edited down uh, to be so, posted. Yeah. Also, with that, there is no like video. There is a video. There's going to be video for it. It's just not going to be quite like Rank 'Em All Metallica, where you see our faces and you mm-hmm. see us reacting to each other, and it's going to be audio only. I kind of like it though, because it does give it a different vibe and a different feel for it does that series. But it, like, so we re- we recorded video for the very first episode, oh, and then the second one, we just forgot, <laughs> and then we're like, well, we literally can't keep, <clears throat> we can't do video like the rest of the time now. Yeah, because you can't go back and re-record something and make it feel natural. It's really difficult. We've yeah. done that. We've all done that. Is that so. just because you guys are so used to the setup for you guys, half or bruised with dudes, you just got to roll right into? I think so. Nick and I talked about it about because uh, I think when we did the first episode, uh, we couldn't get everybody in the picture because we were going off his phone. I see. Uh, but he's talked about, so we're going to do an episode in between to kind of introduce like it, it's like an in-betweener between Metallica and BT Bam where we introduce the new cast of rankers. Uh, sounds so like a wanker. <laughs> but like, we're like rank. We're, we're a bunch of rankers. But uh, yeah, so we're going to introduce the I'm new a cast, ranker. The dudes to the rank them all listeners. And um, I don't know if I want to ex- tell you guys what we're going to rank, but it'll be a hoot. Let me tell you. But I think we are going to go live for that. Wow, cool. They're going to go live or it's going to be in video form. But he, Nick's going to pull out the Sling Studio oh. so we can get multiple angles going on at once, kind of like he does for his live shows. So that's something to look forward to here in the next couple of weeks. I'm excited to get this one done and take a break from Rank Em All for a month or two, whatever. Uh, and as Brandon and I still trek along, we've had a little bit of a, of a, little bit of a break from doing our next ranking because – it's never ending. We've got there's millions of bands that exist in the world, lots of great albums that have existed, a lot of terrible albums that have existed as we're learning. Uh, but at some point, um, we'll be finishing with that series too. And then there's another series in the works, and then another series, and we've got a whole list of things. And I'm really loving and excited uh, for that show because I feel like Rank 'em All is one of those shows that maybe right in the first, you know, we 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 did catch a little bit of fire and got some people talking about it and whatnot. But I think that as time progresses, as more artists and bands get acclimated to what we're doing in that style, more people are going to be interested in who are we going to rank next? What series is going to come next? You know, And that's going to be really fun. We also have a lot of different ideas about what we're going to do to try and uh, just try and like placate some of the more um, time sensitive uh, viewers or listeners to where, uh, you know, all the all the podcasts that we do are, are very long term discussion. We go song by song down each and every album. So there are ideas about what to do with some some bands or artists we have don't have a desire or don't have a long enough crew to sit down for an entire discography. So mm-hmm. maybe coming up down the pipeline you could start seeing like what we do we uh after after the episode airs over on facebook uh you guys get a a one or two song like like a a preview from the album just we pick a song you guys get to sit there and watch us discuss that song and rank that song so that what we may do is something like that where it's kind of like a short one song clip but there isn't a long form album discussion on it yet there's always a potential 
that if we do a song like like for example, just throwing it out there, Corn's Freak on a Leash. Okay, so we rank Corn's Freak on a Leash. Just that one. But then maybe sometime down the pipeline, whether it's a year, two years, three years, five years, who knows? Someone's like, hey, we're going to rank the entire corn discography. We already did that one. Well, guess what? We get to revisit it then. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's not even the same crew that's doing it. You know, maybe it's a you know, maybe there's only one or two guys that did the original rank uh, for that one. But now we get to sit back and, uh, you know, how did you know, does it still hold up? You even compare it to the original shorts rank. So that's something that that for has sure, kind of loosely sure. been discussed uh, as well. But rank them all. You know, I'm really excited about the project still. Even though that show has also uh, suffered a bit, N- not not for you guys yet. You guys haven't had that uh, or seen any of that. As far as our scheduling goes, scheduling has been very hectic. I have been busy. There's a lot of projects here at my house. I'm trying to get done, and it's difficult sometimes to come back and be like, "All right, I need a window here that I can do this." And it's mm-hmm. it, that sometimes that window doesn't co-align with everybody else's window or that window shortens or it's life, dude, life happens. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that may continue to happen on this show. We're going to try and not let, you know, too many episodes go by without an episode or hearing from us. Of course, with, with things like for Falcon and winter soldier wrapping up next week, uh, we're going to try and be on the top of that. And invincible, I believe is also wrapping up, uh, two weeks from now. now. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about those finales and those uh, seasons as a whole for sure. Uh, but it just bear with us as, like as, as we go through this, you know, we know that you guys like to hear what we have to say and we like talking to you guys. And I, in retrospective, as I get older, Nate, as you get older, Blaine, as you continue hey, to be, I see Blaine, what you did there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as we continue on this March and we have jobs, we have families, you know, don't I? I'm no longer locked into. We have to release a show every week. You know, I I'm not in that camp. That's not me. I've Nate. Do you still listen on uh, to one of our favorite podcasters? One of the guys that really got us into it. Uh, but Kev Smith has uh, Fat Man Beyond, and how infrequent sometimes they release. Oh yeah, but we, he does those interesting little clippies. Just rapid re- reacting to shit too, so that's yeah, that's a way to definitely kind of do when we can't do right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just sometimes I think about that and go, you know what? We are really dedicated to our audience, and we still want to be, but like, it'll be all right if I think they'll understand. Yeah. I think they understand if we disappear for a week or two because of life. It'd be yeah, all right. Dick. Will you understand? Yeah, for sure. Uh, of course, because I'm a I'm a giant fan of this show. Uh, have been for quite a while, and in fact, it inspired me to get on a network with this show Mark. and do my own <laughs> podcast. But anyways, I want to pull an executive move right now uh, and announce something for Rank 'Em All that I haven't discussed with you guys. But guess what? Since we're all on board officially, uh, we're gonna rank Disturbed at some point. I'm excited. That's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I, I talked to Nick about that because we have a list, yeah. mm-hmm. and I noticed like you guys were down for Disturbed, I was down for Disturbed, and he still hadn't checked it. And I'm like, so I guess uh, most of us are gonna be doing Disturbed. He's like, is that on there? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I'll do Disturbed with you guys. Hell yeah. So good. We're doing Disturbed sometime. Yep. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, when it comes to you know when you're trying to 
get schedules going for more than three people. Three people's hard. Two people's hard enough sometimes to get that set down. One people is hard enough. One people is hard enough. And then you got then you got the one guy who does everything on Earth. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's it gets hectic with the scheduling for yep. sure. So yeah, we're definitely going to try and uh, you know get these projects uh, to you guys as quick as we can. But fellas, this weekend. Brought us what? It was episode five of Falcon Winter Soldier. Truth. Okay, so like my wife has been telling me, uh, our, we have a joke here at the house where it's Falcon and Winter, uh, Winter and Falcon Soldier. So that's just kind of kind of how I've been saying it. So if I say it wrong on accident, know that I've been saying it wrong on purpose <laughs> too much. <laughs> but noted. Uh, what'd you guys think of this week? This week definitely for me brought a lot of emotional punch. Like, um, overall, you're building to this very interesting story where we have the fallout of John Walker snapping. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like Thanos snapping, I mean the motherfucker lost it and essentially replicated. I don't know if you guys noticed this, replicated Steve Rogers in Civil War. Yep but didn't take it to the extreme like, you know, well, he took it to the extreme unlike Steve Rogers did and killed dude. Oh, shit, I just knocked that over. That happened. Fuck. My bad. So. <laughs> Podcasting, guys. It's real. Real time. We're live, pal. <laughs> uh, but uh, this whole episode is building towards that finale. This is the penultimate, so we're kind of gearing towards the culmination of what the story has, but I feel like there's a lot of story left still for them to have to tell for only one episode to be left. Does anybody else feel like I that? I feel like that, too. I feel like there's definitely going to be a season two. I don't know if that's ever been announced in development, but I know WandaVision's staying one season, clearly. Well, yeah, because it's kind of um, a self-fulfilling arc. Loki will have two seasons. That's interesting. That's been confirmed. Um, other than that, everything else has just been only announced for one season. But with the amount of story, they would have to either go into a movie or go another season. Because you got to think, right? Well, I guess not true because they just technically speaking, unless it's he's some sort of last minute MacGuffin, they did in this episode wrap the Zemo story yeah. to a pretty fine point. So that is taken yeah. off the board. Same, same, so with the, still... same with the boat in the part right. that we had at the beginning yep. of the series where they were talking about the shrimp and boat and um... – and all that jazz. So that's kind of been dealt with. So now what we have left on the table are, you know, the aftermath of John Walker and the aftermath with Sam. Because, like, you can... I don't think... I think Bucky is mostly, mostly wrapped... Like, his arc mostly got wrapped up with the Zemo arc. Mostly. He's still going to be around... You know, and, and and do that thing. Also, I like the fact that he was eyeing up uh, Sam's sister. Uh, hey, Sarah! <laughs> like that shit was hilarious to me. Was, I was laughing so hard. But uh, no, I feel like the last episode here is gonna pretty solidify everything else that's really on the table. Despite their feeling like there's a lot, we only have three major things to really still worry about. Um, we have the the whole rise up thing, Carly, Carly, Carly and the flag smashers, flag smashers. Yeah. See, I uh, I started playing Miles Morales, 
and uh, there, there's a group in there called Underground. I, I, I almost called them Underground. Cause, Whoops. Yeah, I mean, it's still Marvel. <laughs> it still is. It, it, you're not wrong. Doing her stuff. Anyways, uh, so we still got that, and I think that's going to culminate. That, that's where he's heading right now. Right. I feel like that's going to culminate with a Sam and John showdown because what I wasn't necessarily expecting as you I'm not sure if you guys can hear but there's like lawn mowers in my background no I don't think we can hear them can we hear them can you hear them nope. I can't hear them well our audience might so there's shit there's lawn mowers in our background yeah you hear those it's the lawn mowers of our existence yep on both ends just making sure our audience hears <laughs> uh, that shit has it, have you guys seen the trailer for this week's episode no. nope I don't watch the trailers. Oh, I don't either. For the, I've, okay. uh, I've genuinely not seen a single I'll, trailer. I'll shut my mouth then. The interesting the... thing is, the interesting is, here I am, not wa- not wanting to watch these trailers and just enjoy the episodes as is. And later on in the later on in this very episode that we're recording today, we're going to be talking about possible leaks <laughs> for a movie <laughs> way later on that may me if these leaks are true and I've now seen them may hinder some of my enjoyment of them just because I wouldn't be going into it as fresh. Call back to Rise of Skywalker and Game of Thrones for that because both of those got completely 100% spoiled for me uh, before Man. I even be, before I even got there. So, yeah, like the trailer for last week's episode was basically the opening scene for mm. Truth. Oh, so you know who did the whole like sneak peek trailer thing better than anybody? AMC's The Walking Dead. When when you would watch like t- the Next talking time on AMC, no, not even Walking- that. Okay, so with that, you would get like a, a little like, oh crap, something's going to go down. But then in Talking Dead, they would be like, we have an exclusive scene of next week's episode. And you'd watch it, and it would have nothing to do with anything 90% of the time. You're like, is this like minute six? And you give me like a 40 second clip of them rolling up on a place in a car and then stepping <laughs> out and looking at it. And then they walk in, and then, oh, I can't wait to watch next week, folks. <laughs> What uh, happened when they got in the building? We'll have to find out. Yeah, we'll have to find out next week on The Walking Dead. Also, don't forget to check out Fear of the Walking Dead and also The Walking Dead World Beyond, as well as The Walking Dead uh, Rick movie and The Walking Dead Carol and Daryl show. And now... <laughs> and now Negan. <laughs> and now possibly a Negan show. Yeah. Uh, great. I mean... I still need to watch the Here's Negan episode. Yeah, same here, but I uh, but I read everything about it, and, and it's, it was... Without even watching it, it got it got a two thumbs up just from hearing about it. Uh, I don't know what else is going on in the show, but that, I heard that was really good. Yeah, uh, I, I need to finish season ten. I heard it actually beat the crap out of the week prior, where like Carol made soup. Yep. Like I yeah, guess that I mean, was the episode. They were just extra episodes that they're throwing at the end. So no, well, and they were also filmed during COVID, so like you could only have so many actors and everything yeah. on set. And it's, yeah. it's, it's very stringent. So like uh, they were lost. They were some of those more isolated episodes. I like how we just did the old school GIC tangent into something else that we're not even really watching. By the way, uh, <laughs> oh, not even. I'm the most clueless motherfucker on earth. I've seen the season before the one they're wrapping up, but I haven't watched. I haven't watched the whole season. Uh, well, I haven't the- watched the, all of season ten le- leading up into these episodes. Okay, so. uh, I think I stopped watching at eight. When did uh, Carl die? Eight. eight. Yep, that was it. Okay, so season nine, Nate, uh, was actually. I know we've had this conversation. Surprisingly good, and from what I understand, ten is pretty good too. But I, damn it, it just gets to the point of like. How much do you care anymore? 
I guess, would be that level. Well, I don't. Can I say something, Brando? And, and just to continue on our accidental tangent here, the classic accidental tangent, you know? Yeah. Um, when the story in the comics is tenfold better and emotionally, like, listen to me, I will say it again on this show, and I've said it, I've beat a dead horse to death six times, and yeah, it's the horse that Rick is riding in the second cover of the series. That same horse I've <laughs> beaten dead. to death. It's dead. And it was it was actually an undead horse, and I killed that bitch and beat that to death, too. Because emotionally speaking, the story they told in the comics was ten times more powerful than I could have imagined, and they wrapped it in a beautiful manner that left you like, oh shit, like that's I could not have predicted that that this is where they would go. As a fan, you have to give me that expectation in the show, and there's no way, especially with what they did with the characters. You can't have spoiler alert here, sorry folks. You can't have an epic moment with Carl reminiscing with his daughter about the legend of his father if fucking carl is dead in season goddamn eight it does not it does not compute you can't have an epic moment where negan and carl interact and have this amazing bond and i get it they did it with judith and all this blah 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 blah. my issue is the carl story had so much weight because carl is the first spawn who witnessed the fallout of negan's wrath he wasn't just some boy who was naive and then grew up and Negan was this bad guy in a cage like Judith. Carl lived that shit. People he loved died at the hands of Negan and the fucking the entire saviors. Like that story is powerful. What they did on the show just can't touch it because of the decisions they made. And I get it. You're trying to swerve the audience and keep people guessing and you don't want people to know what's going to go on. And you want to pay some homage to the comics, but you don't at the same time. Like fuck, man! You just fucked it up, though. My opinion. Um, uh, so I actually like what they've done. One of the things I feel like the show did better than the comics is Negan, for the most part. Um, I actually think they have a better grip on it. Uh, I feel like it's better told. The only thing that isn't there from the comics, and we didn't get that due to Rick hightailing it and leaving, doing his thing is this whole willy wony what's going on with Negan thing right at the very beginning of the whisperer thing right because there's the whole thing where he gets out and they do that completely differently in, in like in his version like in the show version uh, but I also felt like it, the, it that version may maybe not be better but it serves a different purpose I really liked when he went when he, when he got out he didn't seek out the whispers he went to like the old savior hideout and we're just walking around looking at his destroyed kingdom. You know? And then there's one of the saviors. He He's talking to him. And he ends up beating him up and killing him. Again, right? And he's just... And then, then where does he go? He walks right back to the cell. And I I, I really like some of that. Uh, that they've done. And I also... Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with how much uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Dean Morgan understands and gets this character. Um, because without his portrayal, I don't think it would be nearly as good. Even if they are deviating. And I feel like the, that I, I feel like he gets a great grasp on where they've gone and then where you can go and where they have gone in the show with him. Like, you know, d- diving into the layers that is Negan Smith. <laughs> that is his last name, by the way. Oh, really? Negan Smith. 
<laughs> so be, the show confirmed it, right? The the show confirmed it. It's okay. it's it's on the mailbox outside of their uh, outside Negan's house. And it was confirmed based off of a Robert Kirkman uh, letter uh, hack? No, not no, not letter hack. It was a question he got at at like at a con. It was like a big, uh, uh like a big Q and A session with s- members of the cast and Kirkman. And a, and a question for Kirkman is, what is Negan's last name? And his reaction was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't sit here and think about everybody's last fucking name. It's like. I think of the character, I give them a name, and I thought Negan was a really weird name for for a different kind of cat that he was making. And he goes, and you have no idea how many fucking times I get that goddamn question. You know what? His last name's fucking Smith. How you like that? <laughs> you know, and Jennifer D. Morgan says, I believe his last name is Asshole. <laughs> and so then, as a little uh, wink and a nod to Robert Kirkman in the show, on the mailbox it said, Smith. I like so okay, that's- ba- based off of Robert Kirkman's own like I don't fucking know. You know what? You know what? You want a last name? It's Smith. Okay, you wanted one so bad, I gave you one. <laughs> and it could have been Negan Jones. Though. That's so much cooler. <laughs> that, see, that almost sounds like Nathan Jones, and that's not and that's not as cool. That's a deep dive wrestling reference. Anyway, guys, that's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're going back to that show. Um. You know, we didn't talk about last week's episode with, back. with the with the big freak out with John Walker, which I absolutely loved. By the way, uh, yeah, it was a great comic book ending. Uh, I believe Dick, you said that is a comic book cover with him standing there with the oh, freaking yeah. blood. oh the shot up with the blood yeah. on the fucking oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, I wanted that to be the JIC for the thumbnail. Like it's so good. No, but it like coming off of last week, the pacing for this week picks it up right where it left off. You you don't have to wait. You don't. It, it the pacing of this show feels so different compared to other shows because of that. Because it is, I don't think it's as as designed so much as a traditional television show. As in, they they're still spacing it out for the episodic style, but the overall arc is more movie esque. Yeah, it's definitely paced like a movie, an extended movie. Yeah, so it's great. It's 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 like. It's like if um, we got a true sequel to Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Civil War is the sequel to it, but yeah. it, that feels also a lot more like an Avengers movie than a... Sure. It, it, it dabbles back and forth, so... It also is kind of that middle ground with uh, with Civil War being... It was not just uh, an Avengers movie as much as it was an introduction for a lot of things mm-hmm. that still are getting paid off now. Yes. And I mean, I'm talking even the Zemo story is so well done. And we got uh, in this week's episode some real beautiful moments with Zemo. Yeah. And like very powerful. And I loved I love the interaction with him and Bucky. You know, he's at the statue. I'm guessing is that is his family. Well, that's just uh, that's or, that's or the Sokovia. yeah, that's just the memorial for Sokovia, um, and he's just kind of like reflecting, and then that's obviously impactful because a lot of his motivation was because of Age of Ultron. Like y'all dropped a fucking city, motherfuckers! Mm-hmm. Like what? Um, so for him, he's in this reflecting moment. It's beautiful. Bucky shows up. Then there's the gun, and my first thought is, 
I think this is just going to be a test for Bucky. Like this is, is Bucky willing to go back to his old ways and in hearing the dialogue that they go through in that moment, we're doing something different this time. We're trying it a different way, you know, because uh, Zemo is hell bent on the only way to stop Carly is to kill her. The end. There's only one ends to that mean, and that's to end her because she's a super soldier and because super soldiers are dangerous is kind of what his belief is. And he's not really wrong based on his experience, you know? So having that really powerful moment where Bucky pulls the gun up and puts it right to his head. And there's just like the tension of, I think all of us as Marvel fans are going, Oh, he's definitely going to kill him. Like he's going to shoot this motherfucker right in the yeah, head. And it's even Zemo's like, accepted it. He's yeah. just like, and then he doesn't. And that's even more powerful because to go back to something that I think you, you're meant, you're meant, you're genuinely meant to forget the book, James's book of forgiveness. And that moment where Zemo says, you aren't, you know, you don't have to worry. You don't, I, I've forgiven you. Like I took the liberty of crossing my name off of your book. Cause I don't hold a grudge with you. You know, I've accepted this piece but Bucky had two. Bucky also knew he he knew that the fucking um, Dora Milaje was there to take him away. Yeah, you notice where they're taking her, taking him to. Wakanda. No, they're taking her. They, oh, the raft. The raft. The raft. Right. They dropped the name of the but raft, why, and it's like. But why would they take him to the raft and not Wakanda? Because they're setting up thunderbolts. That makes actually that makes <laughs> the most. That actually is like. I've been watching some YouTube videos. Oh, Dick is <laughs> Dick is in on it. Yeah. yeah, because okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. And I love that they bring the raft reference up again with Zemo. Zemo being last seen in Civil War, and the raft is where who we saw who was last in there. Uh, Falcon, Falcon, and Hawkeye, Ant Man, yep. Scarlet Witch. So they were all you know well, locked away. Formerly not Scarlet Witch, Wanda. Yeah, yeah but they're all locked up, and now you have one person who is an actual supervillain technically um, because he's very, very, very smart. And he, you know, honestly, it's perfect that Zemo would be the first for the Thunderbolts because he, he is definitely towing that anti-hero line. He has like, you could make the argument that his reasoning for hating super soldiers and the Avengers and all that makes a fuck ton of sense. Right. As you could make the same argument for Ultron, but Ultron was a machine. So less empathy. But then you look at Zemo and he's lost people and there's like sadness there and a real story. You're like, I could kind of get where he's coming from. So having him as this like anti-hero sitting in a cell waiting and you maybe have a couple other people get dropped into said cell. I'm not sure what your uh, different comic book uh, YouTube videos were suggesting the team be, but there has been a extreme large array of people that have been Thunderbolts from yeah, Red well, Hulk to Punisher to fucking Deadpool has been, I think at one point a Thunderbolt. Well, let's, let's look at who we got left out there. We got abomination still. Yeah, and we know we that uh, Ross still, we, and we know that Tim Roth is coming back mm -hmm. for uh, Miss or uh, for uh, She Hulk, and then we got uh, John Walker, U.S. agent. Okay, U.S. agent. Okay, uh, so Zemo, U.S. agent. That's two. Oh my God, they're gonna put Walker in the raft at the end of the fucking show. That's brilliant. Oh, that's so fucking good. Because then Zemo and fucking Walker are gonna talk, and they're gonna have the same Ghost. philosophy. <gasps> We got Ghost from Ant-Man 2. She is definitely an anti-hero, okay? 
Unless she got blipped. Well, she'd be back by now. I'm. Oh <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Everybody's unblipped now, except for true. you know the ones that didn't get blipped and definitely died, died before on Vormir. <clears throat> oh, I love that <clears throat> reference. And then we don't even know who's. Well, I mean, maybe there might be somebody from uh, Black Widow going into that. Because we got a we got a cameo from somebody in this episode that I guess was supposed to be introduced in Black Widow last year, so that's why it seems so out of place now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Julia uh, Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh. Yep. As Madame Hydra. Possibly oh. Madame Hydra. I saw that. I'm like. Is this a Seinfeld episode? And I'm like, well, I'm waiting for the bass to Also has Agent Coulson. What? The, the 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 New Adventures of Old Christine. It was a sitcom with Julie Dreyfus, okay. and it had the guy who plays Coulson, Agent Coulson. That's amazing. <laughs> That's Look how I knew him, and I was like, Look Oh hell yeah, I love this cut, guy. Deep cut motherfucker over here. I used to watch CBS like three nights a week because I had nothing better to do growing up. So nice. I was big on those sitcoms, like How I Met Your Mother and shit like that. Amazing. Crazy. Uh, Zing. What What did you guys think of this episode, though, like overall? I loved it. I fucking loved it. And it's this show kind of started off really soft for me. Like coming off of uh, WandaVision, I was like, sweet. Now we get some like action-packed, like, kick-ass spy action and then it's it started out really slow and with all the stuff with sam and his sister i'm like oh is this is this kind of what we're going to be getting like just him dealing with the the real life drama which is cool but i don't know if that's what i wanted for this series sure but then as it progressed it progresses like a movie and you get into it and then you get sucked into it and then it the the action just climbs at an awesome pace when we get to episode four definitely and like you get all that and now we're just we're in the we're in the thick of it. I really appreciated the getting the action out of the way early to carry on from the last episode instead of having to to draw it out to get to the yeah. to get to that fight. Uh, by doing that, you know, the last few episodes have felt pretty pretty high octane kind of. Yeah, uh, like a lot of stuff going on, and that coming into this episode early, that it, like it was a continuation of that, but then. It calms itself back down to wrap up yeah, some of those other it's stories. But character development. It's all character stuff, and uh, they're of course that's they're doing that because the next episode is going to have probably some big action sequences and a big and and like another big boss fight. It, like so. Um, um, also, I saw a a comic earlier. It, it, it's like one of those like alien comics um, where they're like like. Is everything okay? Yes, I'm having fun. Yes, but you sound frustrated. I enjoy being frustrated. That's what makes this game so fun. And it's like, oh, that's ominous music. He's the final supervisor. Instead of the final boss, the final, yes, final supervisor. So John Walker going to be the final supervisor of Falcon Winter Soldier. Okay, so that's got to definitely be the episode title. That picture, him holding the shield, final supervisor. Supervisor. (laughs) Amazing. I like that they hinted at it, but don't show you Sam's new outfit. That what's the, in the box? What's in the box? From you know. Well, also I like the um, how man, they were like really on the nose with this, but I do like how it's symbolic 
that j- during their fight in the beginning of the episode, John Walker rips Sam's wings off. So, mm-hmm. so he he enters that fight with the wings and leaves without the wings, but with the shield. I like to say, I like how you. I didn't even think of it symbolically. I was just like, oh, he's gonna have to get a new suit. <laughs> no, yeah, he's not Falcon anymore. But that his is cool. trans, His transformation is happening. We also got aside from you know, I the Tiger playing a pretty cool training montage of Sam Wilson. <laughs> but you know what? I will say one thing that they you know. Be damned, obviously, always evident and always timely because the universe is never changing, unfortunately. The Isaac or Isaiah, Isaiah. Um, conversation with they're never going to let a black man be Captain America and what that stands for and what, like, what timing with everything that's happening in our world right now and, and just the, um, the tensions that are happening in the real world are mm-hmm. very, very powerful. So those messages especially um a lot of my coworkers and friends definitely loved loved uh kind of what they were saying you know what does america really stand for other than oppression against the black man because it's really what it is and that sucks but that's like the truth and until there is a change and you know we've seen that in the presidential sense for a short amount of time but really until there's a change and as a whole for empathy and people thinking more for their fellow man Things are never going to change, but always spin, unfortunately. Somebody was trying to argue on Twitter. Of uh, course. Uh, Every uh, sentence. Any any argument starts <laughs> on Twitter now. Right. Uh, but took the quote, they'll never let a black man be Captain America, and responded with a picture of Iron Patriot. <laughs> like it's the same thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Because they're, they're like, well, I mean, come on, it's red, white, and blue, and it's pretty much Iron Man meets Captain America. And I'm like, I'm thinking, no, dude, you don't understand this the the symbolic ge- the symbolic gesture of what Captain America is supposed to stand for the um, the symbol of excellence, the symbol of good. You know, think back to all those comic book, you know, uh, references and and even covers of of Captain America punching Hitler in the face, standing up against fascism, standing up against racism, standing up against all these things. Even though it is very easy to sit there and look at the core of what of what the person is supposed to be blanketing and incorporating as our values in America do, doesn't really fit. However, it's a it is a figurehead and dream of aspiration of what we all should try to be. You know, that is where like you have, you know, Steve Rogers, Captain America, seeming seemingly altruistic and even kind of maybe could get fun of for being such a fucking uh, you know, uh, uh very gullible. Well, I was thinking of like uh, uh the like a boy scout type deal. But literally wouldn't we all be better off if we were all more accepting and stood up for what was right? You know, so that that's where that's important. It's not so much even the color of, of like of his skin, but it does get that way. When you look at how, uh, the politics and bullshittery of the last two or 300 years in this country and how everything boils down to like, what you're still not happy. no, because there's still a lot of shit fucked up and 
what better way to replace the symbol of excellence that was Steve Rogers than with Sam Wilson, who is a, a good person. He's a black man. He's a good person in who we should all aspire to be. Therefore, therefore, trying to break down that barrier of hate and He's discrimination. He's also a regular person because he doesn't have the serum. Yeah, and you see, I've, I've been wondering if they were going to work that way in to have him take it. As I don't in, think he needs to. I don't I think he will, no. I don't think he needs to, but I'm just wondering, like, off of a need of a necessity. Because according to, uh, like, what's his name, Lamar? Yeah. He said the serum will enhance who you already are. Ooh. So John Walker was kind of a piece of shit before. Not necessarily a bad dude. He did the things that he had to do. He's not a good guy. That's what they that's that's how that conversation was. He's not a bad guy. He was the guy. <laughs> he was the guy. <laughs> um one thing I I have no, I saw on a meme was uh so the red, white and blue on the American flag, the white stands for purity. Captain America Steve Rogers had white in his suit. John Walker does not. It's just more symbolism. And from the leaked imagery, his uh, Sam suits mostly white. Yeah. Mostly white. Damn. Breaking um, it down deep on JIC today, motherfucker. I, back. I, I see memes. I read them. I really enjoyed. I, I really enjoyed um, John going before like the the court. And him having that breakdown. I thought he was going to get in that dude's face, though. And then um, him at the end, uh, welding and piecing together his own shield. Obviously not vibranium. Oh, wait. That was at the end of that? Yeah. Oh, that was the trailer for this week. <laughs> so I guess I wasn't going to spoil anything by saying that was the trailer. <laughs> I didn't say the trailer because I, I like how they're yeah. using scenes from the prior episode as the trailer for the next episode. Well, it's a uh, it's kind of um, continuation of that. Yeah, it's 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 kind of symbolic of the first Iron Man. Yeah. You, oh, see, that's exactly what what um, I'm pretty sure at the same pace. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that my wife said, oh, so he's going to Iron Man his own fucking shield now. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. And he's going to lose. So no, I'm really enjoying the show, and I can't wait for this uh, for this week to to wrap it up. Uh, but we'll move that forward, Nate, because Blaine didn't watch it. Invincible family, this show is crazy. It's driving me nuts because they keep doing more twists and turns that I'm not expecting. It's the perfect storm of. You think you know what's coming, and then before you know what's coming, they've totally changed what's happening at all, and you're like, wait, what? What? I think this week was better because it didn't have as much shock twist as much as it had revelation. Mm -hmm. We know now Debbie knows what's really going on. Nolan knows that Debbie knows what's really going on. Art knows that Debbie knows and that Nolan probably <laughs> fucking knows what's going on. So the only person at this point in the whole show who's naive as fuck, who has no idea is Mark. Is yeah. Invincible. And this, this episode also was him 
being a kid and not necessarily worrying much as much about real world shit for a little bit until real world shit came back to smack them. Right. See, this episode kind of picks up after the last episode, which we haven't talked about, which damn. Um, the Titan beatdown was insane. That Dick, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't care if this gets spoiled for me. Just oh, in in this manner, I don't think you will even recognize or know what we're talking about, really. But so the new Guardians uh, show up to Machine Head's tower, and they're gonna take him on. And and of course, Machine Head is like the master of money. So all the epic villains we've kind of seen scattered so far through the series. All show up plus a new one who's just like, who is this fucking brute? Jesus, okay. And then the guardians proceed to get murked out bigly. Invincible's there. Titan is there fighting alongside of them. Chaos ensues. That big white lion motherfucker devastates Invincible mm-hmm. in a way that I can't even. That was like a. Do you know what my first thought was? Poor Steven Yen. <laughs> First the head, then the chest. Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> you know. Like, oh, man. But then, all in all, that most powerful moment with the uh, Obana, uh, Ohana Bam song playing Make Way for the King there with uh, Titan kind of, he's now the top dog and the game has changed. You're just like, what's coming? And what I kind of really loved is while we get the fallout of what happened to the Guardians in this in this episode this week, we don't really get the fucking follow up to what Titan is up to. Yeah. So is that going to be a wraparound? It kind of is. Uh, you know, a tail end later. Maybe he comes and saves the day, and we get a whole seismic change. Who knows? Um, it could be dude, something that was... they don't even touch on this season because it was something that it was a exactly. little storyline to do something that could be tied into the next season. Definitely. Um, and then, you know, you have uh, Damien Darkblood is kind of MIA. Uh, again, Debbie has done her detective work and found the truth out. And it's like a holy shit moment when, you know, her and Art are piecing through what he found. Um, but my whole thing was like, literally, I was watching the episode, you know, and as soon as I saw that scene, my first, I looked at V because she's now totally all in on Invincible. And I was like... Um, Debbie's dead. Like the before this episode's over, Nolan is gonna kill her and it's gonna be this like dark, brutal, fucked up moment. And that's not at all what they did. And I'm like, wait, what? That was that was his response? Really? So like what? The thing is, is that you can pick up clearly who wrote this storyline. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> you can pick up clearly who's written this storyline. Oh, yeah, for it, sure. What I like about it is that it it rides that line of superheroes, Spider-Man, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Justice League, uh, just regular world of heroes. And, of course, the Spider-Man stuff deals with Mark having to balance his superhero life with his regular life. You know, and it never works out. You know, come on now. That's the no Guardians sp- of the Globe or is your Guardians of the Galaxy kind of also your Justice League. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you got that stuff going in there. But then it's like the overall – so, those so it's like, that's your setting-ish. But then it's written by somebody who writes The Walking Dead. And so, therefore, the story doesn't necessarily go where you think it's going to go. 
That is one of Kirkman's flagship tell, you know, telltale things. He, and the thing is, is that now that he's finished with this entire series, when they're writing this one, he is like, ooh, now we can foreshadow better because I didn't even know where I was going last time. <laughs> but now I now, now we know, so I can foreshadow a little bit better. And for anybody who has read it, we might throw in some some cool little curveballs to say, you know what? If I had to do it over, maybe I would change this just to see. Of course, as Nate, as you said, they did that in The Walking Dead as well. Uh, which but is, I think here Kirkman has way more control over how he can change the things that he did in the book versus what he's doing in the show. Also, he has the ability to condense and consolidate some mm-hmm. of those stories into a lesser amount of time because it's not as much exposition when, you know, one comic book, 23 pages could also be seven minutes of dialogue in a show. Right. Yeah. So you have more exposition, more time to build your world out and and things happen a little bit faster. So you can, you are afforded the availability to make some certain tweaks. And, you know, we started reading Invincible way back. I never finished it. I, I really want to go back now and pick it back up. And and now that the show is is happening, like so, go through it. I am at a weird place. I feel like while reading the comics for The Walking Dead and then watching The Walking Dead was fun to catch the differences. Ultimately, because one is better than the other, I it kind of ruined my enjoyment of watching. Whereas here, I can watch and not expect things to come and then enjoy it and then go back and read its source material to see where it differs from there. Because I might enjoy it better there, but I won't forget how much I enjoyed it better the first, how much I enjoyed it the first time. Exactly. You know, whereas, you know, I felt like the the opposite didn't work for me when the show would do something stupid in Walking Dead. Uh, who knows? I still might have thought it was stupid, but at least I could... You know, I felt like well, they're they're deviating. I don't like this. You know, where you know. It, well, but the deviation choices sometimes were also really bad. Well, it it, it doesn't matter because like if if I'm not knowledgeable to the to the to the to the deviations, that means they're not deviations to me. I guess that's fair. Not not until later. It's almost like when you read uh, Harry Potter, then you go watch and the then movie. watch the movies, and you're yep. like, wow, you know this. This version was not very good, but they had to condense so much. So, no, I'm really enjoying this series. And I also, Nate, what do you feel like I like about all these uh, cameos and guest appearances? This week, the main villain was voiced by Ezra Miller. Dude, they have so many names that joined for this show. It's awesome. It's, it's awesome to see all these different people working together. You've had... Uh, Lenny James on the show. You've had Seth Rogen on the show. Like you said, Ezra Miller, Mark Hamill has been a voice. You, I mean, that's just a few names off the top of my head. Mahershala Ali is Titan, which amazing. You I know. know. Uh, Sandra Oh, you've got J.K. Simmons. Like it is a all-star cast through and through. Stephen Yen, obviously, like full stop. He's like his acting. Some of the noises they have him have to make. Can you imagine Steven Yen doing, and this is not a spoiler because it's the very first episode and it's like the most basic ass shit to talk about. <laughs> like, can you imagine having to do the sounds of getting punched in the stomach by your superhero dad and then <laughs> respond to him of like, hey, did you hit me? Oh, you know, and like he's in the booth. Like, like the visualistics of that. Steven Yen's an amazing actor. 
Um, yes. So I also want to say, with this show going as well as it is, I really hope Amazon picks up Chew. Absolutely. Because Steven Yen was on board, on board to play Tony Chew when I think it was Cinemax or Showtime, one of those had the rights for a small time, and then they didn't do the animated series. Bastards. So, also, uh, Michael Dorn played Battle Beast. Nice. That that was that. I'm pretty sure Battle Beast was that lion dude, right? Yeah. Okay. And then Carrie Payton plays Black Samson. Yep. Uh, also, and, and we might have we might have mentioned this already, but quite literally, <laughs> the first episode. Of the show. Has so many Walking Dead cast. so many Walking Dead. Man. It's like it's half like the cast. Mark Warquand, uh What was it? Lauren Cohen, War Woman. Yep. Chad L. Coleman, Martian Man. Martian Man. <laughs> Michael Cudlitz, Red Rush. That's the Flash. Um, also, John Hamm was in the first episode as a character. As a he side was- character named Steve. Who's the? He's like the um, the guard, the, uh, the stepdad, right? Yeah, yeah, it was something. It was, it was, it was, and the kid, and the kid, like when the burger meat that uh, Invincible threw lands in the UK, yeah, and, and it like splatters all over him. He saves his son, uh, his stepson. He's like, oh, Dad, and then he's like, You called me Dad. Yeah, so, yeah, that was all John Hamm really did. Also, uh, Sonequa Martin Green uh, plays Green Ghost in that first. So that like. First episode is packed, but my gosh, the acting is top notch here. J.K. Simmons knocks it out of the park every single episode. What was that face for there, Nate? I just got a cramp in my kneecap. <laughs> I said that, and you went <laughs> like, like, "Oh, do you disagree that J.K. Simmons is not good in this?" <laughs> but you had a no, cramp in your. Hold on, you, you so hold on a cramp in your kneecap? I like I went to put like straighten my knee and it grinded instead of Ow. just like straightening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, I've never had a cramp in my kneecap. I've had a cramp around the kneecap, <laughs> the the kneecap apparatus. <laughs> kneecap apparatus. Jesus Christ. Huh. All right. But no. <laughs> supervisor in the kneecap apparatus. Okay. Um. No. Uh. Dick. Blaine, whatever your name is, this week. Hey, um, what's up? Give the I'm show, gonna... give, give give the show a chance. I think I you'll. Uh, I think you'll I really just dig started it. rewatching Game of Thrones, so maybe I'll just watch this instead. Do that. <laughs> the, I mean, number one, there's only like like six episodes. Yeah, there's no reason I can't just blast through that. No, hell no, and it is so good. Like at first, as with anything, uh, people people who maybe have watched Watchmen can understand when you when you dive into a world that has a bunch of superheroes, you have no idea who any of them are. It's hard to care because what, the one thing that makes it to where like like the MCU and DCEU and that stuff is so so um, uh, successful is because of the familiarity we are with some of these characters over time. Right. So it's, Rich so their character history. Yeah, so like <clears throat> it, it goes back decades for some of us, or or even that you're like, oh, I remember Iron Man. He was a dude in a robot suit, and then it's like, sometimes it just starts there, and you're able to get everybody. With this, you are starting from just literal zero. You have to figure out. You know, I had to deal with that with uh, the boys. Yep, the boys. But at the same time, it, I didn't. It didn't really put me off too much. It didn't. I I was actually 
really interested in each character as they introduced. I'm like, oh, what's he? That's do? cool. Oh, he, this guy's really an asshole. Let's see him a little more. See, and that's like, and that's what got that's what has got me here. There's a few characters here. Uh, I mean, uh, like of course, like Mark Invincible. He's like the the he's the lead kid character. So you're kind of on the road with him a little bit. But uh, but it's also his dad. I want to know so much more. About what's going on with him, and I think that his story about why he came to Earth from Viltrum is wrong. He's lying about that story. It could be for you know, you know. full stop. Like I think he got exiled for being like an evil bastard. Because as we've seen, he has done some crazy, violently evil shit, including destroying an entire planet <clears throat> in another dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, nice. it was pretty epic. He flew at nice. warp, he flew at warp speeds and destroyed a whole planet, and it was pretty fucking brutal, bro. It was and like the most brutal part is when he comes back and he's like he he went in clean shaven, he comes out full fucking gray and black beard. That's how much work he did to devastate this planet. Like well, time he fucking put it in. Time passes oh. differently there too. So like time also does pass differently there. Gotcha. Um, but uh, <laughs> another character who I'm really interested in is Robot, voice voiced by Zachary Quinto. Like I'm yep. I want to know more about what's going on with him. What are his true intentions? All this stuff. It, it seems like every time they show him, they either introduce something new along with it, but not enough to where you actually get or even be able to start piecing stuff together to wonder what the hell are you doing? They I'm just gonna, inch it along. I'm going to uh, vaguely say something that Brandon will totally understand. They did one of the best most cleverest fucking um like scene switches with robot so there was a scene with the clones right Mm -hmm. and then like the next thing you know you're in guardians hq because he was surveying the clones and then like switch oh it was so fucking good i was like yes i am here for that kind of cinematography no great show great stuff uh totally we're getting a double dosage of really cool and awesome superhero stuff coming out and and at a time where like there it's kind of still of a lull even though it's coming out every single week uh it's giving it's it, uh, I, what i'm really liking about that is that you know invincible isn't coming out when there's a myriad of mcu movies just pitting us over the face and then dc movies come around the corner and and all the and then and then all the marvel shows so therefore like it, something like invincible that's just an animated show uh, might might uh, that's what some people might just think of it, and it might take a while for it to catch on. Here, the only it's, it's only real competition in the same field is Falcon and Winter Soldier, and there's definitely a room yeah. for both to exist. So I don't think I mean, given yeah, the the sub the subject matter is still superheroes doing superhero things with their superhero plot lines. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I think I think what's cool about this is we're not going to get quite the same superhero fatigue like. A lot of us might have had with all the Marvel MCU stuff, uh, a little bit of the DCEU stuff, mm-hmm. um, because these are basically third-party superheroes. Like sure. we're not that we don't know these guys. These are brand new. Yeah. So we can invest ourselves in learning yeah. their stories and yeah. backstories. And I'm, and I'm telling you, there are characters who we were introduced to that we already know so little about in Invincible that even now we're still long beyond when I expected to be learning about them or learning about them as time mm-hmm. goes on based on how good of a storyteller Kirkman yeah. is. And he just like sprinkles it in, sprinkling it in here and there. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of these characters have some of the, some or a lot of the same tropes from other characters sure. pre-existing. Like 
there's a Flash character. We'll see. Yeah, what, uh, like in the, what universe doesn't have a speedster equivalent? Right, and so like when you when, like when you start the show, you definitely see that with some of the guys that are there in the beginning. Uh, they're they're almost like placeholders for that same stereotype. Like I said, yeah, a character kind of can't. You, you kind of just got to give up the whole we've seen this before and just enjoy it. And, and see, the thing is, yeah, uh, exactly what you said, but also like those characters were designed as a wink and nod of, hey, this is a tribute in sorts to these characters. Mm-hmm. And this and these are your stereotypical what you kind of already know, so we don't have to spend a lot of time telling you everything about them yeah, because we're actually going to start more new after this episode anyway. Absolutely. We're just establishing that the fact that heroes exist. But, fellas, here at the end of the show, we're going to talk about some leakage, some spoilers, potential plot spoilers for the third Spider-Man movie. If you guys want to clock out now, leave. 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 Go well, away. Let, let me, let, let's help them. And fill your brains with, with shit. shit. Later, right. guys who don't want these spoilers. All right. So, so now... Speaking of leaks... Speaking of leakage, um, did you know that diarrhea is genetic? It runs in your genes. <laughs> oh, man. I said that in our group chat like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> did- Nate's uh, hunched over in disappointment right now. So I see this. What's you, a frog? still here. What, what's a, well, I, I kind of can't leave. Uh, yeah, but what is a fr- <laughs> what is a frog's favorite shoe? Uh oh, I've actually heard this one like yesterday. I think open-toed shoes. Yep, yep. Maybe you told me it the other day. I, somebody told it to me yesterday or something. I saw it yesterday on a billboard, and it. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, so the show is over for everybody else. Everybody else, that's, everybody else that's still here, you guys. I mean, I cleared them out. Easily, yeah, yeah. If if they weren't gone, they're gone now. Um, so we did find out for a fact he has admitted to it. Alfred Molina is in the next Spider-Man movie. He said it was fun. It was great to see everybody. He hasn't done anything like that since they did Spider-Man Two. He's a little bit older. He's got more crow's feet. He's got double chin, and his back hurts. That <laughs> that was his summary of him doing the, this movie. He, he was ow essentially. And that being said, they de-aged him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, so therefore, we're starting off with that. Here we are with leakage, not of the not of the anal kind, but of the uh, nerdy kind. Um, where the movie starts off, right where the last one ended, and there is a time skip. What? There's a time skip where Peter is in court. And there's a lot going on. He's trying to prove his innocence. This isn't going to be a full-blown step-by-step. This is how the movie's going to so go. So we're just going to be getting montage mode of this. Montage mode. Dr. Strange calls out and says there's something going on, and the multiverse is breaking. Could Then that could be uh, uh, leftover damage or possibly starting damage from WandaVision. We don't know yet. Uh, villains are going around from other worlds and into the others. So these holes are opening up and we're, 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 we're getting interdimensional travel here. Dr. Strange is trying to capture them and put them in a special made prison. So he's made some sort of prison to gather up all these bad guys. The, 
the villains somehow escape because Peter, Tom Holland, messes with stuff. <laughs> I like how it's really vague. It's just he messes like, oh, what, what's this? Oh, no. I feel like that's probably something where, like, one of the villains that come through is going to be someone that looks like someone that Peter knows. Mm-hmm. A familiar face, maybe. Maybe look like Ben. And he's going to be like, oh, I can get you out. I can help you. And, you know, is trying to talk him down and goes to the raft or whatever special containment unit Strange has and then fucking lets everyone out because he's a stupid ass. Tobin Maguire and, and Andy Garfield are in the second and third act of the movie. How they met or how they came into the verse is unknown. They both help uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man capture the villains. There are scenes in the movie with both with just Tobey Maguire and Andy Garfield alone. So they have like their own separate time. Uh, and the movie's final act is on the Statue of Liberty that now looks like now looks like a big Captain America with the shield. Interesting. Um, all the villains are there with Tom Holland, Spider-Man, Maguire, Spider-Man, and Garfield, Spider-Man. So they probably have a big, huge, multi-spidey, multi-villain fight. So none of this is stuff that that we couldn't have just outright predicted or said that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Stark's arc reactor is present and in in the scene, and every villain is trying to get their hands on it for something. This part's not very clear. So this arc reactor must not exist in their version of of the verse. With Doc Ock coming in, that's 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 feasible. Yeah, Ooh. power of the sun in my hands. Yeah. Well, exactly, and um. What what's very interesting here is then how the the worlds and verses differ, because we RMCU is a world where Tony Stark invented the arc reactor, and in theirs it never happened. So things developed and processed completely differently. Could mean that we have a universe where Hank Pym is the precipice of the story. There's a universe where the old school Avengers are the only Avengers to ever exist. Mm-hmm. West Coast Avengers. I mean, there's so many different possibilities that you could run with. Um, to quickly, not to tangent, but to talk within the MCU. At some point, very much like Machete Order exists for Star Wars, I feel like at some point we're going to all have to watch the MCU pre-COVID order. Because you know how they were going to come out in a certain order and then everything has shifted and changed. Like thinking about WandaVision to Falcon, talking about the weirdness of Julia Louis-Strife is showing up in, in the Falcon Winter Soldier us having no idea what her presence means. Like, it would be interesting to go back and watch yeah. it like pre-shuffled. Which mm-hmm. I feel like since uh, you mentioned that there's going to be like a time jump in this league, um, that has something to do with the, the quarantine, like why they haven't, like why there is such a long time. That way they also keep it relevant with the year and mm-hmm. all that. Um, all the villains are eventually defeated and put back into the prison doc, uh, of Doctor Strange. All of them except for Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Ooh. Goblin kills someone major. Who this is, we're not sure on, but Tom Holland's Peter was crying and enraged. Ooh, Ned. It's Ned. He's going to kill Ned. Mmm. He tries to kill the Green Goblin, but wasn't successful in doing so in the end. The movie ends with Peter finishing high school. Not clear on what happens with Toby or Andrew. Um. So yeah, that 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 is all because I guess there 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 there's more in depth stuff, possibly 
but that's kind of where we'll hit and, and, and quit it off there. Um, this was found on, on Reddit. Um, uh, so nothing here that was too surprising. Um, there's also, uh, some thoughts that what we're going to get with now, everybody knowing the secret identity of, of, of Peter, Tom Holland's Peter, it's going to set into a, uh, a world of like a world of problems for him going, you know, as, as I said, going to court. Is that our Matt Murdock cameo? Is, is this lawyer? Or come on. I'll mark, I'll mark out. I, I will mark out if, if his lawyer's fucking Matt Murdock and he just oh, comes yeah. in, he's just Same. like with, like with his stick and he doesn't, he's, he's trying to, to defend Peter and, but Peter doesn't know he's daredevil and uh, you know, but he knows Peter's obviously Spider-Man that it would kind of come back in the end. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully, with a little help, where we get to see him in, in the outfit. But it this doesn't necessarily say. But I've heard the rumor that they're going to try and use Doctor Strange to try and do a spell where he kind of erases everyone's memory that Peter is Spider Man. Get okay. them, and that when he goes along, there's going to be some little talking points between Peter and the other versions of the characters. Um, specifically like Tobey Maguire, uh, and him could have a kind of a, like a big brother, little brother kind of moment where he tells him it's, it's very important to keep, you know, your life here and your life here separate. You know, like basically if everybody knows who you are, you endanger all those around you. That's why you keep it hidden. You know, I would love to see him try to like, wow, yeah, you know what you're right. I need to take more, you know, I need to be more careful of that. And then I would love for the lesson that he that that he learns from Andy Garfield. What happens with Andy Garfield in his movie? Someone who he loved very dear ended up dying because of him. And like, just move this way, Dick, for a second. That moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, if we get that moment, like. Imagine, yeah, imagine him killing Ned, Green Goblin killing Ned. And it's a direct response. It's because he was irresponsible. All because he he came through the window that day, forgetting that Ned was going to be there. And now Ned's dead. Despite Ned wanting to do it, and and, and that's his own deal. He wanted to be like Spider-Man's gear guy and and, his help. His direct involvement was led to Ned's death. And also, if... If we get the whole Doctor Strange whirly arms, nobody remembers Peter Parker's Spider-Man. MJ no longer knows any, like anymore, and it essentially ends that relationship. Damn. So then we end Spider-Man three with Tom Holland losing his best friend, breaking up with his girlfriend to go off to college carrying some scars with him and hard lessons man that's a hard movie but it's great but he's gonna go to college san francisco dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this motherfucker yeah it's a that's a venom reference y'all. i'm ready for venom too <clears throat> um <laughs> we did a four-hour podcast on that nate i look at you how i want i'm a less hater now okay i'm a less hater i still have only seen that shit once that movie was terrible. It it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't um, MCU quality. No, 
fair, but it was also terrible. <laughs> it was it wasn't as bad as you think. I've seen I've seen a lot worse. That's true. I've seen That's a lot like. worse. I mean, all extra too. That was, was bad. Terrible. Ah, I mean, like, uh, Shaquille O'Neal's steal. Okay, is a tornado happening. Outside? This is cool. This is cool. So this kind of goes into what I was wanting to ask you guys. Sure. Um, just I, maybe we could close out the show with this. Uh, Penis. Anyway, so uh, are there any like random movies you've watched like lately, like that you've seen in the past, but you're just like, I'm gonna watch this. Breaking everything. No, anything. nothing. No? I have. I really haven't been watching much of anything. I, I've. So my wife shared something the other day that kind of made me uh, uh, kind of sad inside. Uh, no, Sorry. no, no, like no, like it truly did because um, she shared it the day that I was smoking pulled pork on the grill, and she said, "There comes a point in every man's life when he turns thirty-five, he has to choose a passion, and that is World War Two. Or smoking meats. Yep. <laughs> I've been doing I've both. That. I've been doing both. And I, I don't know which one I want to give up. I, I've been watching weird random shit on World War II. And I've been watching, as typical, uh, uh, YouTube videos, cooking everything else, just random shit. That's how I ingest my entertainment. I, I've been watching a little bit of baseball. Uh, but as far as movies and everything goes, I really haven't been watching any movies. Uh, other than Moana, Frozen 1, and Frozen 2 on literally repeat for the last yeah, four or five naturally. years. House with kids, I get it. Mm-hmm. Movie, no. No? TV series, yeah. Uh, watch Q Into the Storm on HBO Max. It is incredible. This dude was just trying to figure some answers out and shit, and he gets to some real interesting fucking knowledge about like that whole thing and who started it and like wow man people are fucking let me tell you hold on hold on i don't do this often okay i'm gonna get real close here hi listen to me if and i'm not trying to be judgmental but if you fell for that QAnon bullshit you need to go get your mental health checked out you were duped by a Filipino kid who does not care about American politics. You stupid fucks. Language. Stop it. Q is not real. It's a joke. You clowns. <laughs> the end. Okay, that was my rant. So I watched on Saturday. Penis. The 1995 Kevin Costner classic. Field of Dreams? Waterworld. Dude, fucking V loves Waterworld, fam. I grew up with it, so I love it too. And it holds up. It holds up. It's a good movie. It is it a good movie. Up. It is it's 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 all right. It, it's definitely 1995 as fuck. Yep. Uh it's the, got the language um, and what's his name in it? Oh, Plays the bad guy one. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. At all. I can't think of his name. Yeah. Yeah. He says the R word at one point. I was like, man, that would not hold up. No, yeah, you can't say things <laughs> in those old movies. Sometimes there are movies that I watch and I'm like, oh, wow, he dropped an F like I would not mm-hmm. ever. There's a bunch of them. Ooh, There's a bunch of it gets, them. It gets insane. There are some movies that hold up that are more like um, – actually, I did recently watch a movie that was fun as shit to watch with V that you guys should experience. Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Seen it? Nope. Heard of it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay, Brandon. Oh yeah, seen I've it? seen it. I've seen it. Okay, 
So Harlem Nights is an all-star black cast. It's mm-hmm. got Arsenio Hall. It's got uh, Richard Pryor. It's got Eddie Murphy. Okay, okay. Red Fox. I mean, uh, Red Fox isn't. Yeah, I mean it's packed, and it's a gangster story, and it's fucking hilarious. But it is, it's intense. There's some like real intense language in that movie to get through because of like you think about the times and shit. However, however, it's a testament that times have never changed. Mm. It's as relevant then as it is relevant now as it was relevant to, you know, what that movie was saying back in the 30s is where it's time pieced out, right. you know. So, uh, yeah. We did start watching the sequel to Coming to America, too. Or Coming to America. and Yeah, uh, it was okay. Um, so far, about an hour in, because uh, I, I fell asleep. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's pretty funny. The, the issue is, is that humor has changed from the 80s until now. So the way that humor is designed in movies has changed. Um, what I really think is funny is how the movie itself is calling out like certain things that just aren't kosher anymore. Uh, so, so I thought that was kind of fun. But overall, uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I, I marked out a little bit at the uh, cameo from In Vogue and salt and Peppa. <laughs> the very beginning, I thought that was funny. I'm like, yeah, like whoa, yeah. This movie has more of a budget than the first one did. <laughs> lots, lots more. <laughs> but no, uh, that's just very random. Uh, and I guess is actually in, in answer to the question. I did start Miles Morales, uh, the game. So I'm playing my first official PS5 game now. Nice. Uh, it looks fantastic. The story is pretty good so far. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I'll say about it because but there's there's kind of some spoilers there. But uh, I am unlike a coworker of ours who did not enjoy having Spider-Man plus more. I am enjoying the plus more. <laughs> this guy that we worked with hated the fact that 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 Miles gets like electricity powers and invinci- like invisibility powers. He's, He's a different Spider-Man, you fuck. He didn't like it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Pl- play hell this yeah. for him. <laughs> He's a different Spider-Man, you fuck. <laughs> I was hoping while we were talking about Rankomar earlier to be able to play the we're going to fight clip because that was just <laughs> that 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 is still saved as its own separate video clip and is absolutely hilarious. I love it. But, uh, I was talking to Nick about that. <laughs> it's in our because yesterday it, we recorded an episode of Rank 'Em All BT Bam. Awesome. And uh, I was like, up until this point, we've all been like pretty much on the same page, like just gushing, like not to spoil anything, but like we love this shit. And finally, I hit an album where I was not having it. I was more Nick from Rank 'Em All Metallica than Dick from. Rank them all, Metallica. Rank them all in general. Uh, so I was really harsh on this album, and the the other scores do not reflect mine whatsoever. <laughs> That's funny, but uh, yeah, guys, I think it's gonna wrap it up uh, here today on the episode. Happy birthday hey, once again, Nate. We did it. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you. I appreciate Dick coming to my house to hang out with me today. I appreciate you and your 34 years of existence. 
Speak words, young Yeah, it was hardcore. Hey, guys, tomorrow is 420. Enjoy that holiday. That's all I'm saying. Um, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show, Brando. It's good to see you as always, Dick. It's great to have you it's good on. To be here. Uh, we are gearing up for 350, as we said. As always, folks, check us out on all the different podcasting platforms. That's Apple Music, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Radio, TuneIn, CastBox, Google Podcasts, and many others. Just search Journey into Comics Network. You'll be getting a bunch of new stuff. We've got more stuff coming up. I have more things to fucking upload to the network that I forgot. Sorry, guys, that like Journey into Wrestling on the audio feed. Whoops. Uh, I'll get to you, I promise. My bad. Uh, but I think that is going to do it for this week's episode of Journey into Comics 341. The final supervisor. I've been Nate. I've been Brenda. I'm Dick. And as always, folks, pop those caps back and fill your brains with birthday cake. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>